0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Can Tank Bigsby do enough to get into the second round of the NFL Draft? We'll tell you on today's Locked On Auburn. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We're talking NFL Draft today, so we welcome in Damian Parson, host of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. And Damian, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on some of these guys. We're going to talk specifically about the Auburn players that were invited to the Combine Tank Bigsby, Owen Papo, Derek Hall, Ecu Lioto, Colby Wooden, and Anders Carlson. Kickers (laughs) are people, too. Let's start with Tank, Damian, because I think we all agree, like, Tank can be really, really special. Mm -hmm. But, like, the way he was used at Auburn, I don't know if it's going to be the same way he's going to be used at the next level. When you watch Tank Bigsby, what stands out to you?
1: Oh man, the, the aggressive run style. I man, he's a north and south runner. Yeah, and he, he's a no-nonsense runner as well. You know, and, and to be a a running back in the SEC is tough because, like, you know, the physicality is going to be there week in and week out once you hit SEC play, right? right. Especially when you got Bama and Georgia on your schedule every every single year, you know what, what to expect. And Tank, even it's from his freshman year to now, like the vision patience. And what I love about him is the footwork. You know I mean? The the ability to get in and out of gaps, exchange uh, lanes. And and he's, to me, he's a scheme versatile back as well, Zach. And I I really like his game. The main thing that really bothered me with his usage is because, you know, everybody looks for the more you can do in the NFL, catching the football, right? He's not going to be the guy that's going to run a lot of routes, but I always think back to, um, to, 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 when I talk about running backs, I always think back to Todd Gurley when he was at Georgia. He didn't yeah. catch a lot of passes. Good he point. was so dominant as a runner. That's all he did. He got with Sean McVay, and Sean McVay said, "Well, we're going to do a lot of different things with you, bud. You know, they put him out in out wide. You know, in the slot. They did a lot of different things with him. I wish that the offensive staff would have gotten him the ball more in space because he's a hard back to tackle from right. linebackers. Now think about putting DBs in one-on-one situations against this 200-plus 200, uh, 200 pound running back that runs physical uh, with, with great pad level. So it, that, that was something that I really wish I saw more of.
0: Sure, sure. Come on, Auburn show mentioning Todd Gurley. Okay, I see how it is. I see how it is. When you were watching Tank, though, I mean, how much of it was just like, man, the fact that he's getting positive yardage at all behind that offensive line, yes. I mean, he seemed like Every other handoff, Damian, he he was getting hit in the backfield, mm-hmm. and it's like the fact. Well, he got hit two line two uh, two yards behind the line of scrimmage. It'd be like a three-yard run. And it's like okay, statistically that that's not impressive, but as far as ability, it's like man, this guy is really really
1: good. Yes, for 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 a back that plays with so much aggressiveness and physicality, he has the elusiveness as well, Zach. And that's like I think it was the old Miss game where he had a couple runs that he broke long downfield. Yeah. And one of them, he, you know, he attacked the A-gap, got into the teeth of the second level, made a couple guys miss with quick, decisive jump cuts, and then it was housed from there, right? Like right. big explosive plays in the run game. And it, it was crazy talking to uh, some people in the area and just talking about how different the offensive line felt when Cat, Coach Cadillac like Williams took over as the interim head coach and he emphasized the run game. One thing I always tell people, man, offensive linemen, they don't mind pass protecting, but they love to run block. They love right. to go forward. And when you emphasize that and make the hey guys, we're gonna go, we're gonna lean on these on these de- big defensive linemen, it gets those guys into a rhythm and you could see it towards the back end of the season.
0: Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. Both he and Jarquez Hunter mm-hmm. benefited from that. Tank Bigsby, what kind of grade are you thinking for him?
1: I have him as a high three, high, high third round pick. Frank okay. could be a French two just depends on what the run looks like at running back. This is a really talented group, right? You know, we know all the other names. So it just depends on where the run starts and and how quickly teams are are going after. But I think this is is a young man that, looking at it, he was impressive in the SEC in college. He didn't have the gaudy numbers that some guys had because he didn't have the workload and usage and different things like that. But I think this is a young man that the NFL teams are going to love. He will pass protect. He can catch the ball. It's just limited exposure to that. Right. So it's like, but at the same time, think about Le'Veon Bell coming out of Michigan State. He didn't catch the ball much in college. Sure. He got to the Steelers. Oh, man, the jugs machine is on every NFL <laughs> practice field, baby. So you can go That's and right. work on your on catching the football and being a weapon out of the backfield. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be
0: shocked if an NFL team really likes Tank Bigsby. There's a lot to like with what he offers. Another guy that I'm really, really interested to see how NFL teams will view him, And how they want to use them. Owen Papo. The Auburn linebacker. The two-time team captain, Damian. Great locker room guy. It always seemed like he never really lived up to what his potential was athletically at Auburn. And I'm cool blaming coaches for that. I don't think he really had great linebacker coaching while he was at Auburn. But as far as traits go he's going to be a winner at the combine just because of how well he moves and how athletic he is. I think we'll see. He's still kind of got some nagging injuries. We'll see how that works. But when you watch Owen Papo, what stands out? The speed,
1: right? That explosiveness, sideline to sideline, when he's triggering downhill in the run game, his range is incredible. And not only that, but the effort, there's a play, I believe it was against Ole Miss uh, when I watched that game and, I think it was a may have been a jet sweep you know and the the ball carrier's like about 10 15 yards of field and I believe it happened in the Mississippi State game as well where he chased down a receiver you know what I mean and it's like the speed the, like it's mm. this real deal legit and I think there's a that what I remember putting in my report was the coverage upside and at the end at the end of the day the 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 days of Brandon Spikes, 260-pound linebackers, those days are long gone, man. Sure. You know what I mean? You need guys like Owen Popo that can come in and be that three-down type of backer that you can put him in the overhang, out in the slot, you can blitz him off the edge, and you can drop him off into these zone coverages. With his athleticism, you know what I mean? Like, the ability to to, to enter – to, to interrupt the passing lane for quarterbacks is so pivotal in the NFL zone coverage is different things of that nature and the RPO game. I think that the combat will be big for him. Cause if he's healthy and he can go out there and show the type of freak that he is athletically, it's going to open a lot of people's eyes to this game. Do you think he's like a Mike linebacker at the next level? I think there's potential for it. Um, I personally would like to see him more as an outside linebacker. Yeah. Um, Cause for me, it's like, he's still a little delayed in reading the run. And reading the run action in the NFL is big because if you don't read it quickly, those centers and guards are right up on you. And, and, and it happens so fast in the blink of an eye that they will double team the nose tackle and get up to you. And I want to see him just like process quicker so that he can diagnose plays. Sometimes he does have the tendency to, he's good locating the ball, but he can cheat a little bit where the, yeah. the pre-snap motions and stuff will get him. Um, you know, and, and kind of pull his eyes away from where the actual play, those misdirection. So I want to see him kind of, the term that linebacker coaches use is uh, slow until you know, Um, you know what I mean? So I want to see him just kind of utilize that more because with his athleticism, he's always going to have the recovery speed to get back into the action. You just don't want to get too far out of it.
0: No, that that's something I've said a bunch about Auburn's linebackers over the last two seasons. It's like that first step. It never really seems to be, quick enough. Not like, you yeah. know, we saw the Kobe and we saw Deshaun Davis, like those guys, like they were there every single snap. And we didn't really see that with Owen, but I'm, I'm kind of okay blaming coaching for that. Yeah. So. yeah. I've
1: heard, I've heard some things about that as well. A lot of just kind of turnover and different coaches and different. And when you got different coaches in the bit, bu- like coming through the building year after year, man, Zach, yeah. like it, it, it really messes with the development of the kids. Cause now I'm be, I was told one thing, or told how to defend the run one way last year. Now this other coach wants me to do it a total different way. And my processing just is not able to develop because I'm doing too, too many things year to year. So I think getting consistent coaching with him, uh, will be, will be really uh, impactful for him. Yeah. All right. Is uh,
0: well, real quick. Where do you, where do you have Owen graded?
1: Ah, let's see. I have Owen graded out as a, I had him as a three, if I remember correctly. Yep, third round a, pick. A third round, third round pick. Okay, uh, just right. off of the athleticism, you know, the, the the bet on traits. He has all the traits that Got you want to bet on at the mm-hmm. linebacker position. Now it's about the coach getting him up to speed and being consistent with him. Can Derek Hall get into the first round? Damian will
0: tell us in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn Today's Show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. It's halfway through the NBA season. There's never a bad time, but of course, this is a great time to hop on to the FanDuel Sportsbook because all new customers of the FanDuel Sportsbook get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. You know what that means? That means there's no reason not to try out the FanDuel Sportsbook. Plus, FanDuel allows you to combine your bets for a larger and bigger payout. It's same day game parlays. There, there, there's so much stuff going on. So don't miss this chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Damian Parson, host of Locked On NFL Draft, joining us. Derek Call. McShay put him in his first mock draft as a first rounder. He puts out his second mock draft. Not there. Where do you see? Derek Hall. Is he a first-rounder? Is he just outside of it? He had a uh, – I thought it was a pretty impressive week in Mobile. What are your
1: thoughts? Uh, I agree him on as a first-round pick. So, right right there okay. you know, towards the bottom of the first round. But you talk about the traits, right? Being 6'3", 250 – 255 and the thing that always like jumped out at me is like the 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 explosive first step the violent hands he's well i think he's got a 34 inch arm so his arm length is incredible for an edge defender and and a lot of people felt like he was up and down in mobile and the reason why is because they i'm gonna tell you i don't take i I don't take as much stock in one-on-ones as everyone else right like it's fun to watch it's real competitive but you, yeah, he because he's he's a little unrefined, which goes back to the coaching thing we talked about with, with Owen, right? It's going to be kind of a theme here, guys. <laughs> the coaching, you know, yeah. was not consistent around these guys. Same thing for Kobe Wooden Whenever when we get to him, but when it comes on to Derek, like he's an unrefined pass rush in terms of just pass rush plan. And overall technique, but I can tell you, being that practice, one of the I think it was one of the first day, I think it was the first day in pads. Him and Tennessee edge rusher Byron Young stayed after practice, and they were working on pass rush moves and counters because they're almost carbon copies of each other, mm. you know, in terms of their size and their skill set and the traits. So it's like you know that the work ethic is there. And I remember talking to someone that that, that close to the program. And he told me, he said, "Man, he takes setting the, he's, he takes setting the edge versus the run personal." And that's a guy that when you talk about being able to get on the field early, Zach, that's yeah. what you really, that's how you get yourself on the field on first and second downs as an edge rusher is being able to uplift uh, these, these tackles and these tight ends in the run game, set the edge. I played running back. The one thing you don't want to see is when you're trying to attack the, the perimeter is the opposite color flashing in your front of your face. Now I got to cut into the teeth of the defense with the D, big D tackles and linebackers. I think for him, um, you know, like I said, one and, and the crazy part about it, when I watched the tape back from practice, yeah, the one-on-ones weren't great, but he looked really good in team drills. You know, like the, in the run game and as a pass rusher, he was collapsing the edge. So it was yeah. like the switch flipped for him when they say, "Okay, we're live, eleven on eleven. Go, go, do your thing. Maybe one-on-ones isn't his game, but in team drills, he was really impactful." All right, what about the guy
0: that played opposite side of him, Eku? Leota was also down in Mobile. First mm-hmm. time he practiced in forever, right? Because he got hurt yep. so early in the season. Small sample size, but he was actually outpacing Derek when it came to production. Really strong start to his final season in Auburn. How, uh, how do you think folks will evaluate Eku Leota?
1: I think that they're going to evaluate him you know he, he's he's gonna be a pretty good evaluation in my opinion i I gave him a three if I remember correctly and really he, he's so he's versatile man just looking at yeah. his, his traits got bend off the edge he's agile even going back to when he was at northwestern before he transferred into Auburn they even reduced him inside on the d line to like some 4 eye with his hand in the dirt at mm-hmm. 250 55 pounds that's incredible because that's a that's more so of the 270 80 pound range of where you want a guy to be playing but just watching the first thing that stood out to him same same thing with Derek but especially for, for, for Leota, what's his frame? Like, he looked good on the hook. Yeah. Just to the eyes, you see him immediately. You're like, okay, this guy's been working. And you could tell he's been working to get back from that torn pec. And similar to, to, to Derek, you know, didn't have the best moments in, in one-on-ones, but in the team drills, he did the same thing. Get after the quarterback, did a good job winning the edge and softening angles. And he's coachable, too, because understanding that, you know, he had a rep where... If he finished it with the long arm over, he would have cleared the guy. He, he won the rep initially, but he didn't finish the actual move. And you hear the coaches say, uh, yelling to him to finish it with the long arm over. And, and he took it well. He even talk, tweeted about it uh, when he saw a clip of him on that exact same rep. And, and so he's, he's really coachable. And I think he could play special teams. Uh, and they played him as some off ball backer too. So he's athletic. Agile, bendy off the edge. I think he can be a Sam, Sam uh, backer if you wanted him to to be stand up uh, on the edge of your defense, head up to tight ends. Uh, but it's gonna be interesting just to see where teams uh, handle I me. Mean, he's a great guy too. Re- you know, really nice kid, soft spoken guy. You don't really yes. expect that when you look at him,
0: but then you walk up like kind of like a gentle, calm soul, and then gentle he puts giant, on pads man. and he's like, "I'm gonna rip your face off," kind yeah. of stuff. Which, <laughs> which I love. I love. No, I, I, it was fun covering Eku, and he's come on the show a few times. I'm a big fan of him. All right, a guy that I think you could have made the case, Damian, that he was Auburn's best player last year. I think Colby Wooden is fantastic. What he did at Auburn I think was incredible. His versatility is is something that I actually expected more NFL draft people to be higher on than they are. So where do you have Colby Wooden going right now, projected as far as a grade, and – I don't I, I just thought it would be higher. Whatever you're about to say, like I, I thought Colby wouldn't would be looked at higher than Derek Hall.
1: Kobe for me is uh he's a high two. I think okay. he's a high second round pick. I love his game. And, and for and with him, like we talked about with the with the rest of them, the inconsistency with coaching uh really kind of hurt him in terms of just developing just consistency, right? So getting into the NFL and having consistent coaching is going to be really big for him. But you talk about a guy that's physical, athletic, twitchy, and just this watching him over the summer compared from the summer to the season. Right. Um, man you, you talk about a guy that has really improved his handwork and understanding how to use his hand placement his punches and, and having counters right and, and the main thing for him is going to be just building that consistency versus the run because one quote that I was I was told was when he when he's on, he's maybe the most unblockable defensive line I've seen. And you know that was from an SEC coach and I was like, man, I agree because he, he's so hard to get a hold of with his length, his power, and his quickness and you know they they use him on twisted stunts. He's able to bend around the edge and he, he moves so differently than a guy that's 280 90 pounds. Right. So I think to be honest with you and and what I've heard from different uh people in the league that he is a that, that there's a couple teams that have him as a second round pick. Um and, and and I think for for me man I I, I think This young man is going to be someone that we fast forward two years from now. He's going to be one of those talked about interior defensive linemen that teams are going to be like, man, I wish I spent that late first on him. I'm with
0: you. I really love his ability and and I love his upside. We won't spend a whole lot of time talking about Anders Carlson, but just for the sake of it, uh, kickers that get invited to the combine. Does that typically mean anything?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, okay, you know, you it. just, yeah, you just watch them. You watch their tape and say, all right, what, what's your percentage? Are you nailing? Do you have the leg, the accuracy the teams want? then what do you look like? Cause the combine for them isn't really, isn't, it doesn't prove anything. It's more so those live games, right? Like what are what you, right. you, where's your mindset in the iron bowl versus Bama? It's a 50 yard bomb that you have to nail with three seconds left to win the game. Where are you? Or do you have that Justin Tucker not the the full skill set, but just the mindset, right? You walk up with not a cockiness, but such a confidence that I can no. hit any I can hit any kick on this field. That's more so what I look for when I'm watching the kickers. Not so much what they do in the
0: combine. Yeah, and we talked about this a little bit when, when he was here. It's like I I think his brother being Daniel helped him. I, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think. And and we'll we'll see what we'll it see happens. What happens. <laughs> uh, no, it is what it is. Same genes, right? We'll just right. see. We'll just see how it works, Damien Awesome stuff, man. How can people check out everything you've got going on?
1: Of course, as you already alluded to, uh, you know, go to YouTube, locked on NFL Draft Podcast with my guy, Keith Sanchez. Well, he was he's a champion from the 2019 LSU Tigers. He was on the coaching staff. So, you know, you're talking about a guy who coached Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. He's got stories upon stories, man. Awesome. Of watching Stingley and Chase and Jefferson and Marshall in practice. Yeah, the whole team got drafted. Um, the, yeah, bro. It, it's, it's right. <laughs> the whole team got drafted. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, he was a big part of that, right? So uh, check us out on YouTube. Like, subscribe, hit the, the notification bell. And of course, on all of your audio podcasts. And, you know, I'm a national scout over at the Draft Network. So you want scouting reports and everything, just go to the draftnetwork.com and you can check out all our work.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Hey, you can find all of my written work at auburndaily.com. We will see you tomorrow.